This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 483, recorded on March 18th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Mike. Freezing, warm, freezing again. I think we got some 60s coming in for the weekend. You got to be excited. Did the fence get put up? You, the you fence did fence? get put up. Finally, we have the fence up. My dog is happy. It's 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 all good. And yeah, the grass is already turning green over on this side of the of the city. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, no, we're getting, we're getting, it's getting there. I think that there's some hope. Uh, Raz, our guest tonight, he's coming in from Denver. Raz, did you survive the storm of the century? We we right? did. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was underestimated by many of us, but there was probably a solid 20 inches by Monday morning or so. So that's in 24 hours. That's a legit snowstorm. Yeah. It's a typical Denver. I mean, I think they were saying kind of like this is a every 10 year storm or something like that. Would that be? Kind of accurate. Now you spent some time in Silicon Valley. They never get weather like that out there. So. No, I mean it. A, a bad day is fifty-eight and sprinkling in the bay. So, they get a little bit uh, of rain and they're mad. Yeah, no, yeah. it is. It, it, <laughs> that is not as much anymore, given all the drought issues. But uh, but 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 for many years, yes, there was a lot of venom around rainy days. So. Yeah, this is a rare one. Uh, I mean, I've been out in the Denver area for almost five years, and I can't, I mean, I travel a fair amount. I mean, this is the first year that, uh, for like many of us, not traveled a lot. But uh, no, I do not remember a snowstorm like this in the last yeah. five years. And I think it was probably 10, 15 years ago. I think, so I think that's what they said, those 10, like like a 10-year storm. Uh, but it's gone mostly. It's gone. almost gone. I mean, people running in t-shirts. I saw a guy in a tank top today wearing flip-flops. I mean, this is the weird weather of yes. colorado is yes. that two three days later uh it's it's summer gear so it's yeah. almost all gone yeah and we're getting there too we had a we had a bunch of snow on the ground that uh, we got some warm weather and it's gone and i think we're going to see 60s this weekend and 60s fahrenheit for our international friends <laughs> and uh and it's going to be it's going to be pretty great well of course We'll post the show with show notes uh, out at theaverageguy.tv. If you want to find this one, H, uh, go, use HGG483 to find it as well. Raz, have you have you jumped in on this crypto craziness that's going on at all? I know we, we didn't plan to talk about that. We're going to talk about some no, other things here in a second. But I, I have. Well, so, I ha, you know, it's funny. I've been having a lot of conversations about this much more recently, uh, you know, between Wall Street bets and crypto over the last 90 days. This has become uh, the no, the new kind of pop culture topic. I did years ago. You know, I wish I'd I wish I'd kept the shares that I bought in in Bitcoin years ago. Of course, I mean, I ended up selling and, and making what I thought at the time was a lot of money, um, but it was nothing compared to what I could have made had I had half a dozen shares of uh, Bitcoin today. So Crazy. I have not really. I have my own personal perspective though on this is is um, one. You know, I just look at it as like straight out gambling because I do not know enough in that arena to really make good bets on that. I mean, if I were to do anything again, I think I would do dollar cost averaging and just do it for the long haul. But two is most of my personal investment is very conservative because what I do in my day job is so high risk um, in terms of, you know, early stage companies and going through the growth paces. I mean, that that's my Bitcoin, uh, so to speak. 
where I have some control over it, but then uh, I kind of balance my portfolio by buying value stocks yeah. uh, and and doing pretty boring stuff on the equity side. I think I think that's a good call. You know, I think you got it balanced well. We've Mike, we've you know been encouraging folks to know before you buy kind of deal. Uh, Mike and I both use Coinbase. If you head out to theaverageguy.tv/slash/coinbase. And a bunch of you, they keep signing up, Mike, which is super great. So if you sign up and uh, with your first trade of 100 or more, you get 10 additional. We get 10 additional here. And uh, and it works out pretty well. But, but Raz, I love the way you're approaching this. It's like, and we're going to talk about why your day job is a little risky here in just a second. We think from an investment standpoint. Um, and so I always encourage people, know what you're doing. It's easy to get caught up in this crypto frenzy and all of a sudden you know your stimulus check is gone so don't be that guy yeah know what you're doing go into it coinbase is a great way to get that done you can head in there there's some learning modules you don't have to do anything you just pop in mike i like on the app it's just my favorite app to go into to see what other uh, the other coins are, are selling at where the market is going some of those kinds of things do you find yourself opening that up from time to time yeah, I do. And I actually, I got into those learning modules you had talked about a while ago, and those are pretty cool. And I think that they had a lot more than the last time I had checked. I yeah. think there were about six different coins that I did a learning module on to learn their kind of their, their background. And we've talked about this in the past, Jim. I, I love learning about all the different, you know, use cases that people are coming up with for crypto and all the different theories and the white papers they're putting behind them and the different algorithms they're using. So it's been a lot of fun. And it's funny you mentioned it because you and I, right before we started the show, I said, Jim, your video and audio is out of sync to me. Uh, I hadn't turned off mining on the computer that I'm using right now. So my video card was 100% pegged for mining and not doing a very yeah. good job doing the video. Yeah, that'll, that'll do it. Problem. Good, good thing we caught that. Well, if you want to check it out, theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase. And then a big thanks to our Patreon subscribers as well. Your uh, your faithfulness every single month matters to us. And we appreciate you guys scrolling on the screen. Uh, thanks for all you do. And I will, be, I will be putting together a Patreon meetup for you guys here um, uh, shortly. And Mike, I own a Tesla meetup. Not well, not even a meetup. We're going to do a Tesla roundtable. So, get get your if you if you've bought a Tesla recently or in the last couple of years and you want to talk about it, send me an email. Jim at theaverageguy.tv. We'll be scheduling one or two of these Tesla roundtables as well. All right, Raz from Flow Water is with us, and Raz, thanks for just jumping into the craziness here. You're the CEO and co-founder again. Why, like, in whenever you say co-founder, that means it's a startup, right? Tell us, give us a little bit of the background of, of what you do and, and a little bit of background history on the company as well. Yeah, sure. Happy to. Uh, so thanks again, Jim and Mike, for having me on the program. It's a lot of fun. And I, I love the informal approach that you guys take. I've also learned a few things about beer that I've jotted down along the way. So <laughs> for sharing the knowledge, uh, hopefully I can reciprocate that. So uh, Flow Water is a company that's a mission-based uh, movement that is fully focused on changing the way the world drinks water. And what that means specifically is that our objective is to put an end to single-use plastic water bottles and to also rebuild water infrastructure, basically, to provide the world's best-tasting, most trusted uh, drinking water wherever consumers work, rest, and play. So that's the that's the apex summary of the the company and our vision and our mission there's a lot that goes into it and kind of well, what does that mean and why are you doing what you're doing what's wrong with bottled water and should i go drinking it and all that stuff which i'm sure we'll get into uh, but effectively what we're trying to do is build the world's first brand of tap water 
and get people to fall in love with tap water again and to move to a world of uncycling where we don't have to ship water everywhere. Now, you know, beer is a different story. I mean, you do need to ship beer everywhere. That's that's an essential <laughs> let's, let's that's an essential that. beverage here. So they're I'm, gonna come I'm, to your place with pitchforks and, <laughs> yeah, and, and the torches. No, I'm advocating. Have. I'm saying it's very understandable. But you know, and and I'm also a pragmatist. I mean I but but uh when you're literally bottling something you know, you're you're extracting natural resources out of Fiji, and then you're throwing it in a tanker truck, and then you're spewing CO two everywhere, and all your and then you're shipping it, you know, CO two everywhere in these semi trucks, and then it goes to a retailer. I mean, you've literally just you know done a ninety nine point nine. You've done like the most inefficient on Tesla. Like anyone that you anyone that just bought a Tesla, you might as well just like throw a thousand pounds of jet fuel out if you're drinking bottled water. And that's kind of how <laughs> insane, that's kind of how insane it is. And so uh, our mission is to bring awareness to that in a fun way, in an inspirational way, and in, in, to some degree, a convicting way and uh, make something better. Uh, that's actually the great Tesla metaphor is as a former Prius owner, you know, super mm-hmm. environmentally conscious, super uncomfortable, super slow, Super not cool, right? <laughs> I, and I own I own one. It's one of the best cars I've ever owned. But yeah, I, I have a Civic Hybrid. Okay, so you I'm, got, I'm, I'm yeah. with you. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. But you know what Elon did that's so brilliant is he took you know the one of the facets of that, and then he made all the other things better. So now, now like your program is going to be all these people talking about how fast it is in autopilot mode yeah. and it's badass, um, and then they all feel good because they're doing th- something good for the environment. And that's actually how we. That's how we're going to shape. Uh, shift history, I think, as it relates to water and plastic is, well, we can't just tell people what you're doing is bad. We have to provide a better platform, a better solution that they get inspired and excited about. Um, Raz, as we look at tap water in the United States and like it's it's location by location, right? So everybody needs to kind of know what's going on. But what's really wrong? Like what's wrong with our tap water in a lot of cases? I'm sure you guys have looked into this, but Certainly, in here in Bellevue, Nebraska, we get our I get a good water report from from our water company all the time. This says, "No, your water is really good," but not everybody has that that advantage, right? Well, th- yes, that's exactly right. And there's actually two pieces that um, I would I would probably break this down into. One is that you know from whomever you get your water report from, uh, I have no doubt that it is exactly as it says it is at the point of processing, so to speak, or at the municipal water treatment facility. Uh, the problem is that it's running through. The delivery agent for that is decades-old pipes that are full of rust and lead and sediment. And and so, you know, the problem, number one, it, actually, the, the, a good metaphor for that would be like you're doing food prep in the kitchen. You've got this amazing steak and it's grass-fed and organic and then on the way to the grill, you just drag it on the floor, you know, and then you throw it on the grill. Well, like it started great and you got this great like vehicle where you're going to like do this big green egg and you're going to like cook something or roast something or smoke something. And you just dragged it along the floor on the way there and it got dirty and that's disgusting. You don't want to eat that. And that's a lot of the issue with tap water. I mean, that's kind of problem number one is that it's nothing against, it's nothing municipal can do to really solve it. It's a trillion dollar, it's a multi-trillion dollar problem. That's a 30 to 50 year problem 
that can never get fixed. And so problem number one is infrastructure, super outdated, super old. And this is why if you look at 25% of the households in the United States, Popular Science did some uh, a, a sampling about three or four years ago, I think it was, 25% of the samples taken had higher than EPA levels of acceptable lead. Um, and that's that's a tragic issue. You know, people are, people are consuming lead at kind of record levels, not knowing it because there's no kind of simple way to test for lead. Second issue is that if you look at what's in tap water now, it's a lot different than it was 30, 50 years ago, right? And so 50 years ago, there were no plastics that were making its way into the waterways. There was no glyphosate. So glyphosate uh, became a agricultural product, which is known as Roundup, became an agricultural product widely used in the early 70s. And so now here we are about 50 years later, right, where Roundup is in our food and waterways and you're literally drinking Roundup in your tap water and uh, you're literally drinking bottled water. In fact, most people think, oh, you know, uh, bottled water is not bad so long as you're not drinking bottled water. And the problem is that we're now all literally drinking bottled water. Because the way that plastics degrade is they don't uh, biodegrade, they photodegrade. So one piece turns into 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64 until it becomes microplastics under a couple microns or nanoplastics, smaller than that. And now we're drinking it. So the average American drinks one credit card worth of plastic, eats or drinks, consumes, but a lot of it is through drinking. And it's not drinking beer. It's drinking water from your tap, for example. Uh, One credit card worth of plastic every week. Mm. So... That's a lot like smoking, I think, in the sense that, you know, smoking a cigarette one time, no big deal. Maybe in the right circumstances, it's even good for you. You know, that one or two times, whatever that is for you, a campfire, you know, and you're drinking beers with a bunch of buddies. But, you know, you drink 10,000, you're not going to feel so good or smoke 10,000, you're not going to feel so good. 100,000, you start to have negative health consequences. And that's just like anything. There's a dose effect to it. And that's the that's the problem with tap water is tap water has gotten basically degraded so heavily that, uh, I you know, it's I find it now that I've studied this for eight years, I find it very, very difficult to drink tap water. But I generally will, refu- will refuse to drink bottled water, uh, certainly out of a PET bottle. Well, what's okay? So that's tap. What what's the bottled water problem besides it collecting in the oceans? And I mean, that's that gets high visibility, right? Everybody knows we're dumping we're dumping that stuff in oceans in our oceans. But what's wrong with bottled water? Isn't it clean? I mean, isn't it a cleaner alternative? Well, so it's it's funny when I talk to people about bottled water. I mean, t- you know, generally one of the stats that I'll use is there's going to be more plastic than there are fish in the, fish in the ocean by the year 2050, and you know everyone is like, oh gosh, it's so so sad for the sea turtles and everything. But then then they don't do anything. Like they do that while they say that they say that while they're drinking their bottle of water. They're like that is horrible. And I, I literally have had this conversation so many times with so many people that I've had people just, uh, you know empathize while drinking bottled water. And when I tell those same people, though, that in an average, in over 90% of bottled water uh, samples that uh, were surveyed by SUNY about two years ago uh, uh, in New York, University of New York, over 300 micro, uh, there are over 300 micro particulates of plastic per liter of water. So there's a couple of issues with bottled water. One is that it's in 50% of the cases, it's literally tap water bottled at a bottling plant and then shipped to you. So it, 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 it's like the most insane delivery mechanism that if someone were to draw kind of a line of like the story of bottled water, 
would just be this wild squiggly line. Then it ends up, and then it ends up back basically, <laughs> you know, right where the faucet is. And so 50% of bottled water is literally just tap water that's packaged up and sold for 99.9% markup. Um, the second issue though, is this microplastics issue, right? This, this microplastics, this is no insignificant issue. And so the, there are, for example, in cigarettes, the, in, in the production of cigarettes, there are about 6,000 known chemicals that go into the production of cigarettes. Um, in bottled water and in the plastics that go to create PET that bottled water is encased in, there are over 10,000 known chemicals that are used to actually create the plastics. So when you start thinking about things that you're ingesting, you're literally lining your esophageal tract, you're lining your gastrointestinal tract and your small and large intestine with water that has the permeation of small microplastics. I think we're going to find at scale. And when I say at scale, like five, 10 years from now, I think the data is going to be absolutely mind boggling. The negative health effects that have propagated over time as a result of basically drinking our bottled water. Uh, and we're seeing that now, you know, uh, plastics have uh, chemicals in them that are endocrine disruptors. Uh, there's some belief out there in the market that one of the reasons for the rise in obesity is not just sugary foods and sodas and whatnot, which of course, to some degree that is, but other people believe it's an endocrine uh, disruption that has occurred through an endocrine disruptor, which can be done and had via plastics and the ingestion of plastics and those chemicals. So uh, kind of no matter how you slice it, bottled water uh, is, you know, it's certainly bad for the environment, but it's also bad for you. It, it's interesting too, when I talk to people about the negative effects of how many microplastics are in an average bottle of water that you're actually drinking and lining your stomach. That's the point at which people put the bottle down. You know, when it's the fish that are, I mean, not, not entirely, but I mean, there's some people that are just are just great human souls that will stop doing something that they love because it's bad for something else. Right. But that's kind of not the way the rest of the, most of the world works. Right. And human nature is it just, it's kind of the statistic. It's, it's kind of the adage that, um, you know, when, when 10,000 people die, it's a, it's a statistic. And when one person dies, it's a tragedy. And it kind of ends up being, once you personalize it, it starts to take effect and cause behavioral change. So those are some of the issues with bottled water uh, that we're trying to solve for. All right. And how long has, uh, how long has bottled water really been a, a thing? Right? Like how long has it been popular for? Do we know, do we have enough data there to start seeing some of these stats come in on, on the effects of it? Uh, in terms of, what it's doing, the implication of bottled water. Yeah. Yeah. There, uh, there's not really, I mean, this is, you know, I think this is one of the, um, great greenwashings done by big bottled water in, in many ways. I mean, in fact, if you, um, if, if you look at a lot of the great marketing that's done by, I think some of the world's best marketers, which are people that are marketing a product that has no need that they're creating desire that elicits a purchase and does something horrible for the environment. They get consumers to pay 99.9% more than it would cost if they just got it out of the tap. So those guys are geniuses. And I think one of the things that, uh, you know, does not get explored in those cases until consumers get enough kind of intellectual horsepower around and just awareness, you know, they have the intellectual horsepower. They just don't have the awareness or enough studies get commissioned where you start to really look at, well, what are the effects of drinking bottled water over time? Uh, what are the effects of microplastics that are in bottled water now in our tap water, by the way, uh, there's also over 90, this, this is an amazing thing to me is same study done SUNY found over 90% of bottled water 
has over 300 microplastics per liter of water. They actually also found that 90% of tap water samples had the same over, on average, 300 microplastics per liter of water. So the reality is that uh, whether you're a smoker or not, you're smoking, kind of. It's like being in a room with 10 people. One smokes, the other nine don't. But if one person's smoking in the room, 10 people are smoking. And that's the thing. That's the issue with bottled water. And so I think we'll see some of that data come out. There's, uh, you know, starting to we're starting to see data around uh, glyphosate. And Roundup, and there, you know, if you look at the incidents, I, I I pulled some research and found some stuff that was kind of buried deep in the web, uh, where there was some research that showed the direct proportional increase of the in, the uh, the incidence in the use of Roundup, and the direct overlay of an increase in renal cancer, testicular cancer, um, um, Crohn's disease, and there were half a dozen other diseases and cancers. So I think we'll start to see those corollary uh, match up as it relates to you know things that are in bottled water and microplastics that we shouldn't be drinking. But there's not a lot of information, not a lot of data on it right now. I did just read an article, though, about a month ago. They're finding microplastics now in, uh, it was either or both, the, a, a pregnant woman's placenta, women's placentas, and or umbilical cords. So, I mean, think about that for a second, which is like literally it's making its way into organs in the earliest formation of life. And when we start to play that out and see what happens, uh, I think people are going to be shocked, which is why it's e- it's an easy switch. It's 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 an easy this is not you know, giving up bottled water is not unlike stopping smoking, which is hard to do. Stopping bottled water is not that hard to do. It's a lot. Of, you know, if you can find a product that you like in place of that. Uh, it's just a habit, and it's just one of those things that we have to we have to bring awareness to to encourage people to change. One of the things, as you were mentioning this, in you know, for the last decade or so, I've been running all over the planet. You know, I ran five marathons, and I've been running here and running there. And of course, at the end of every race, you know, they hand you bottled water. And I was thinking, I wonder when the last time. Now during the pandemic, of course, I haven't been out. I've been doing things, and. I can't, I'm, I'm actually having a hard time remembering the last time I had, a, I had bottled water. Well, you what know, do you do? Just, what do you, what do you drink out of the faucet or do you have a filter? We have a filter that we use. We have a pitcher that's got a filter got it. in it that we use. Um, but it's just, it's just funny thinking like, man, the pandemic has actually sl- slowed that down. Now I know as we, as we get back to normal, we're going to see it all. We're going to see it all show up again. Okay. So I'm scared to death. <laughs> you you did your job, Raz. Like, no, it's it, it, I, I say that jokingly, but in all seriousness, you know, Mike, we live in the Midwest where Roundup Ready corn has been used for decades, right? Yeah. And, and, and we're, we're, we're starting to see some of these things as well come in, and I'm thinking, okay, you don't have to convince me anymore. Um, I kind of get it. Let's talk a little bit about, so what are you trying to do? And And so for folks listening either to the podcast or live on YouTube, Two things I want to remind you before we get too much farther, because as we get into this, I don't want you guys to turn this off and don't get this. So one is Raz has provided a a code for us, 20% off the products we're going to talk about here in a little bit. So if you get Hydrate, H-Y-D-R-A-T-E 20, if you use Hydrate 20 at the store at Drink Flow Water, and that flow only has one W. I like the way you said that, F-L-O and then water at home.com. I'll have all those links in the show notes. So you can just head out to the average guy.tv slash HGG uh, 483 or the 
the no, the newest episode that's out there. And um, and you can get that both that code and the link to do it as well. And then um, uh, one of the products we're going to talk about is the Flow Water Faucet Filter, right? This is one of those uh, that you put on the end of your faucet. I want to hear from listeners, if you're in a spot where you really feel like your water's bad, like if you're just... And it, yeah, if you're just really worried about your water and you don't have a great way to filter it for some reason and you want to give this a try, I'll ship this to you here in the United States. Can't, unfortunately, it's tough to ship these outside the United States for me because it gets super expensive mostly. Um, we'll send you these. We're going to talk about them here in a second. So um, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv and uh, the first two that have great stories on how bad their water is. We'll get these shipped out to you as well. If you don't get a chance to do that, use Hydrate 20 at drinkflowwateratthome.com uh, for the products we talk about. Okay, Raz, so let's talk about the technology you're using then. What are what are you guys doing to solve this problem? So the, the fundamental idea of our company ends up being that we want to provide flow water devices wherever consumers work, rest, and play. So in some cases, this could be a faucet filter that screws on to just an, a standard ordinary faucet. You cannot have a pull-out faucet. If you have a pull-out faucet, then in that case, uh, we will have another product for you probably in the next year, which will be a flow water countertop unit. Um, and then we also have flow water on the go, which is prepackaged in non-PET aluminum vessels where you'll be able to buy this. Uh, you can either buy it on the website at Drink Flow Water at Home or through retailers. Uh, and then our primary product that we launched with, which we have uh, we're well on our way to 10,000 flow water refill stations that are primarily in businesses. So these are in, you know, hotels, a lot of schools. I mean, our school business has just absolutely exploded uh, over the last six, nine months because people care more than ever about something that's touchless, contactless, and also it eradicates viruses and bacteria. So that's a refill station right there. And what that does is that just drops in. You can also buy it on the Flow Water, Drink Flow Water at Home website. It is not an inexpensive piece of technology. I'll just forewarn you that that that's six thousand dollars, that's sixty dollars. So you neither so, Tesla's, by the way. Let's just be clear about that. <laughs> well, you can't finance that one too, just like you can a Tesla. So for a couple hundred bucks a month, you can have uh flow water on demand in your house in that refill station. And most of the people that end up having that. Uh, that what was more of a commercial grade machine are uh, people that have really nice home gyms or they have kind of a home office uh, set up that's pretty substantial where not they're not going to a school or a corporation or uh, an office setting. And so uh, we've got everything from a $60 flow water faucet filter that will do a really great job of improving the quality of your tap water to uh, building out a very powerful and proprietary flow water refill station. And essentially what happens, just going back to your question, like what it is that what is it that it does and and how does it work and what are we building? Well, what we're really building is a way to get people to fall in love with tap water again. So the the problem that we have in the US, you know, the reason that bottled water is so pervasive is not only because big bottled water are great marketers, but you know, it's convenient and you develop an affinity for your brand. Uh, you know, just just like 
I'm sure if you were to throw a beer label on one of your favorite beer labels on any type of beer, you would at least have a couple cadences higher of respect for that beer, even if you didn't naturally love it, just because you love the brand or you love the story or, you know, you love the experience that you had when you were drinking it sometime. And so we're trying to get people to fall in love with tap water again. We, we don't have a problem called if I could only find a faucet or if I could only find a water fountain, if I could only find a nozzle or a spigot. No, we don't have that issue in a, a, any kind of first world country. We have an issue called like, I don't like what's coming out of there, or I don't like the smell of that, or I don't like the taste of that, or I don't like chlorine or fluoride or total dissolved solids or glyphosate. And so, you know, our, our, our goal ultimately, I mean, I, you know, I'd be thrilled someday 10 years from now if we do wildly successful in this, but then eventually migrate people off of flow water on the go, other than when you are literally on the go and you need something. But, you know, I'd love for people to be able to go and fill up uh, at their tap source. And the way to solve that is make their tap better. So kind of uh, in, in tech, I used to run a couple of tech companies and, and one of the tech expressions that many of you, I'm sure have heard many, many times over is kind of uh, you hear entrepreneurs talk about sometimes owning the last mile, you know, that ends up being kind of the long tail, whether it's microsites or blogs or a roll up of e-com and in the long tail. Uh, that's kind of, to me, the our, our owning the last mile, uh, kind of using some of my tech background, just from a nomenclature perspective means to us owning the last last six feet of waterline, you know, much in the way that kind of cable companies have now ultimately controlled what's coming in and out of your pipes in your homes and will someday in the next five, 10, 15 years have a lot more control over what you see and what you, you know, in kind of a Facebook like way of serving up content. Um, you know, that's ultimately the goal in the home and in businesses and in schools, but to do it in, in, in kind of a utopian environment in a way that gets everyone access to clean drinking water that they can trust. I mean, part of our kind of end with this, but I mean, a part of our entire existence is to democratize water. I mean, we're, this company is founded on the fundamental belief that everybody deserves access to clean drinking water that they can trust. And so that's what we're after. And we're doing that with those products that I mentioned. Raz, I use a pitcher that's got a, you know, filter in the center of it in the top. How, how are you guys different or is it the same? Am I okay using one of those? Well, yeah, it- so absolutely. If you, well, first of all, I love, I, I'm a huge fan of placebo. So if you think you're okay with that, <laughs> I'm, I, please, the placebo effect is very real. So, um, uh, you know, if you think, you're okay, so. with, if so. you think you're okay with it, I, I would tell you, I, have I used one of those? Uh, I, Prior to flow water or before I had a flow water device in my house, uh, yeah, I, I, I did. And it, like, let me kind of put this on a spectrum, for example. Um, I, I, I think, you know, pretty unequivocally, I, it would, and, and also as an objective a way as possible, I can tell you a flow water refill station on a scale of one to 10 is an absolute 10. I mean, we were dropping these in Flint, Michigan. We gave uh, $100,000 of flow water refill stations away to Flint, Michigan, very, very early in our company's existence. And we were literally taking water coming out of the tap lines in Flint, Michigan that were as dark as urine, that were 43 times the EPA allowable limit for lead. Uh, And we would run it through a flow water proprietary purification system and out was coming something that had undetectable levels of lead over and over through thousands and thousands of gallons, all certified through third-party labs and validated through third-party labs. So that is the, the flow water refill station, you know, for your, and if you wanted a free trial of that, just, just, just mention 
you can you can email our company or send an email to support at drinkflowwater.com and mention Jim and Mike and, and I'll make sure you get a free trial of that for your office or a hotel or a school that your kids go to. But that is a 10. Uh, this is like a solid four to five, right? Which is this has a five layer filter. It does not have reverse osmosis. It will not extract every virus out of that water. It'll extract most bacteria though. So this a flow water faucet filter will remove chlorine, microplastics, a lot of bacteria, has a five layer filter. And then uh, what I would describe as kind of uh, kind of the countertop filter or the pitcher filters on a scale of one to 10, I would probably put that as like a one or a two. And it's not bad. It's going to remove some a little bit of chlorine. It's going to make it taste a little bit better. It's going to remove sediment. It's going to do a really not, not a solid job of removing sediment. The problem is that in that like small little mesh carbon filter, there's just only so much you can do. Um, like when you see a picture of that refill station, sometimes when I'm doing a demo of the product, people think that I'm going to open it up and it's just going to be like, uh, and maybe there's a blowout even of what's inside, uh, like a cat of it. I don't, I don't know if it's on that website. I think sometimes people just think that there's like a, fa- a hose just going into that and then you open it up and then it's just dispensing out like a water fountain because that's what you see in a water fountain. It's like basically a water fountain has a tap water line and it's going through a very small filter. And it's going out. That thing is like, plowed full of technology. I mean, there's seven different layers of technology that are in those refill stations, a SETI carb filter, remineralization, alkalinity, an actual ozone generation machine that's shooting O3 throughout the machine uh, four times a day so that it sanitizes and purifies the tank. So uh, it's not going to be anywhere like that, but is it better than drinking straight tap water? Absolutely. Absolutely. And does it make your tap water safer? Yeah, it does. So I would, I, if you like it and you love that product, I would say, gosh, encourage you to keep using it. I will tell you in the next year, we are going to, this, this kind of Tesla of water, if I can use that, it, which always, it always makes me cringe when you get some dude from San Francisco that's like, oh, we're the Airbnb of this and the Tesla of that and the Apple of that. But I, I will say Tesla was a lot of inspiration for this company, which is, well, how do you reimagine water? And um, I would love someday to a year from now, come back on this and do uh, maybe kind of a, a water, a flow water recap, kind of like a Tesla recap. Once we have the flow water countertop units. Mm-hmm. So we will have kind of the Tesla of water for your counter, which will get you guys some, some machines as well, which will be a great replacement someday for your, Pitcher filter. Yeah, well, I'm I'm not necessarily in love with it. We do it as kind of a defense against it to get whatever we like. We we're pretty. We like our water here, uh, here here in Bellevue. But you know, now I'm scared to death. I'm not gonna ever. I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna touch it anymore. I'm gonna close my mouth when I'm taking a shower. Not really. I'm just <laughs> kind of joking. But um, what kind of? And, and I know you you mentioned the word proprietary a couple times, but we got a bunch of gadget nerds on this. So. You, you mentioned a few of the technologies that's in this, but is there anything when you think about like the, how cool is this from a gadget standpoint? I mean, this thing is really doing some incredible stuff to the water before it comes out of its, you know, the, 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 the spigot for you to get it right. There is. So if, if you, there are seven stages of purification. So I, in fact, someday I just need to go to a pond. I, a lot of people in California don't know what a pond is, but, 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 
for those of us that all dried up at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, that probably is true, but you know, I mean, they know what, they know what oceans are and they know they're high sensitivity to plastics in the ocean, but not a lot of uh, pond awareness. Like there is for us Midwesterners that grew up, I grew up in Ohio. So, I mean, they're, you know, like what you would go do on a Friday night would be go fish in a pond. And I did that with my grandparents for many, many nights. And so you could literally hook a flow water refill station up to a pond and out would come like, unquestionably we could put this head to head and we've done this with your favorite bottled water and eight out of 10 times we'll get consumers that will take flow water over Fiji, for example, and blinded taste tests. And we could, we could literally be pulling it out of a pond or heavy lead levels in Flint or the ocean for that matter. It won't work at scale because it's not designed to do that. But going back to the question, the, the way that that works is through uh, kind of the power of this purification system. And so, um, uh, their ca- carbon filters are very regularly uh, used. And in fact, what you have in your pitcher filter at home, Jim is a carbon filter, which is great. We use a carbon filter as well. It's like, it's like kind of stage one of uh, chlorine removal and it's good to have it on a scale of one to 10. It's kind of like one to two. So it gets you from like zero to, to one and a half or two. But what happens after and what really gets powerful is uh, when you start to incorporate things like reverse osmosis. And so uh, reverse osmosis works via these semi-permeable membranes and literally only pure H2O can, proce- can proce- uh, cross through there. So what you're left with is something uh, post-RO, per- post-reverse reverse osmosis, and we use a, a proprietary version of reverse osmosis called advanced osmosis, which processes water five times faster with up to one-fifth the wastewater. Um, what you're left with is literally pure H2O. I mean, it's it's as close as you can get to distilled water using uh, a system like ours, advanced osmosis, without it actually being distilled water. And so when you see kind of what happens and like the, the geek part of me, gets excited about that when you're sitting in Flint, Michigan, and you see water that's that's the first draw out of a, uh, and I wish I had a photo next time, next time I'll, I'll, I'll know which props to bring visually, but <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, it literally looks like urine, that first draw. And when you can see something that actually extracts all of those impurities in the water, it is something that's pretty easy to geek out on. But what most or some people don't know is you don't want to be drinking distilled water. Have you ever have you ever consumed? I mean, have you ever drank distilled water? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have. It, it tastes weird, right? It I mean, does. it's like there's yeah. something missing, right? The minerals. Like exactly. It's right. the minerals that are yeah. there. There's right. literally something missing in that. Yeah. And so it doesn't have any sodium, potassium, calcium, and magnesium. And so what we what our system does is go through in kind of in a proprietary way remineralizes the water with four electrolytes that are needed not only for taste but also for hydration um, and then there's an alkaline filter in there as well which will actually increase the alkalinity by up to 1.5 ph um, and then there's a final finishing filter which what what uh, we use are these coconut husks it's actually the shell specifically I, but the husk and the shell and you 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 carbonate the shell by burning it, literally turning it to carbon, and then you crush it, and then you put it into a filter. And when I say like you do, it's not like it's me doing in, this in the garage. I mean, there's a manufacturing process for this, of course. <laughs> but 
but this is not are, a DIY solution. Yeah, right? no. Yeah, I would I would highly not recommend trying to carbonate your own coconut and brew your own water at home. We, we, we'll have somebody try. By the way, it sounds <laughs> kind of fun, though. It does sound fun. Oh, I don't recommend it, but it, but if you do it, I do recommend you invite me to whatever party that's that that's being had to do that. And so uh, that is an insane way to make the water taste really fresh and clean and crisp. So all of these processes have kind of different intentions and stages to changing literally the chemistry of the water from like the very first stuff that comes in, all of the extraction of viruses, bacteria, um, and uh, dissolve solids, and then through some of those stages that I actually mentioned to you guys. So it's it's um, it is kind of cool. I had no idea. You know, I mean, this is this. I'm a non-water guy that came into a category and uh, looked at it and said, "How do we?" How, you know, me and a small group of people said, "How do we reinvent a category?" Um, and and so you know, if you look at a lot of companies that have done something radically different, it's kind of taken somebody from the outside to come in, and maybe they don't. Maybe there, maybe the naivety is actually of benefit in some regards. So on that filtration, then is that how much of that is in the tap water version of what you guys in this one? Oh, yeah, in that one. This so this is this is a a five stage carbon filter. Okay. So w- within this, there's a polypropylene screen wrapper. Uh, there's activated carbon absorption. There's a carbon block which has microfiltration. And then there's an inhibition layer for lime scale and heavy metals. And then there's a strainer mesh. So there are some pieces that are specific to just this that are actually a lot heavier duty as it relates to kind of this carbon, carbon block, the mesh, because that's all you can really do in a smaller device like this that would go onto a um, faucet filter at home, for example. So this does an amazing job of eradicating chlorine, super fast fills, and for 60 bucks one time, and then very infrequent filter replacements thereafter, you're getting something that's really close to bottled water uh, on tap with this product. Now, you know, going back to kind of like the Tesla of water metaphor that I use, that that that's the refill station. And so someday when we launch a flow water refill station that's going to go on your countertop, going to be plug and play, and it's going to have all these systems in it and remineralization and increased alkalinity and electrolytes and all that, uh, that'll probably be close to a thousand dollar machine, uh, that will be available again, sometime roughly in, in about a year. So the idea is to basically just make a miniaturized version of that super commercial grade flow water refill station for the home. Uh, and, and ultimately, I mean, going back to the whole focus of our company, which is this is a mission to change, um, the way the world drinks water and to provide flow water wherever consumers work, rest and play. So having an option for people that have $60 is an important thing for us to do, even if it's not kind of the full effect version. Uh, and then, you know, for those people that can afford it, mostly it's businesses that are leasing this for $125 a month. They're leasing a flow water refill station, but, you know, having kind of a variety of mid uh, price points between a uh, 60 bucks a thousand bucks and five thousand dollars for six thousand dollars for commercial purposes is uh, kind of a part of the platform, and you get better effect as you go up the pay grade there. So, so Rez, you know what I, I, oh, hold on, Mike. I could buy yeah. it for six thousand, or I can lease it. Well, you can. So, yeah, it, on, if you go to the Drink Flow Water at Home website, Drink Flow Water 
at home.com website, it's going to list it there where you can actually buy the unit for $6,000. And again, I, I, I always want to like kind of preface that comment, which is, you know, I, I, I have, I, I know more than a few people that, you know, are not like Silicon Valley tech billionaires, but I know for a good number of people that for $6,000 to have something that they can have on demand, what is the world's kind of best tasting water and eradicate their bottled water habit. Um, you know, I know a surprising, surprising number of people that have done that for their household. And, you know, I have one down in my garage here. I've got one in another place that is in a kitchen. And so, you know, it's a very suitable device for the home, but it's not a very inexpensive device. You can finance it through, um, I don't know who were you. I, in fact, I'm trying to pull it up real quickly, but you can finance it through a firm, I believe, but it's not pulling up right now. I have no, to actually no, check out, no, but no. you can finance it through a firm. Now, a firm is, you know, one of the companies that when you check out on Amazon, for example, you can finance your toothbrush or whatever you're buying. Um, we do with businesses though, we have different lease terms. So rather than selling the units to them, uh, often what we'll do with businesses, is we'll lease the product to them so they can lease it for $4 a day a business or a school or a gym or uh, we have a lot of essential businesses, you know, firehouses, police stations, mayor's office, distribution centers, uh, digital uh, server storage centers, for example, has been a part of our business that we expect to grow, you know, a hundred X over the next 12 months because those are running all the time now, especially now, right? You have to have someone, Manning the 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 yeah, servers they're and the they're in the they're 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 building you know huge DCs for these and so uh, they can lease flow water for four dollars a day one hundred twenty five dollars a month. Uh, Raz, I'll be honest. I mean, if I was in an area where I did not trust my water or I had medical conditions that that made to, made me susceptible to to illness or some of those kinds of things, uh, one time investment of six thousand dollars to make sure my water plus the I think it's three hundred dollars for filters. Uh, in how about how long does a filter? Once a year. Okay. So for the, for the big refill station, right. it's 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 uh, twelve thousand yeah. gallons or once a year. If you would, uh, okay, you I want to put one of these in my. <laughs> I want to put one of these in my kitchen. Like you know, it's it. Now we have good water and we don't have health problems, but it, I don't think that for a lot of folks where they may be in those conditions. I, I don't. I don't see that as being that unreasonable. You know, um, you're you're trying to un, you're trying to undersell it in some ways, and I'm kind of saying, if it really does what you say it does, and it's as good as it is, and we took a look on the video feed of the filters and the filtration systems and kind of what that looks like. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, I for, I mean, I easily when when I broke my leg, I easily spent six thousand dollars in expenses and parts and casts and you know crutches and in all kinds of boots and devices to get that done. I, I don't, I don't find that necessarily that unreasonable. So I don't want you to undersell it from that standpoint. Do you find folks, you are certainly, you have it in your house, but are there individuals that, that, uh, that, that w- are picking it up as well? And just like, this is what I want to do. Uh, I imagine th- there are there, there, there are, I mean, I think this yeah, is where, yeah. I mean, it depends, you know, it depends on what the audience is. And this right, is an audience right. that probably does have um, kind of a higher disposable income than, yeah what would be maybe a kind of conventional media outlet. Uh, but you would be, you would, I, I would, I, I can't give you the exact number of units that we've sold into homes, but I think you'd be pretty surprised at um, the pickup that we have had uh, for the right target 
the the right target audience. Yeah. And yeah. so it's a relatively small device. It looks big on the website. I mean, it's got a 16 by 18 inch footprint. So it's tall uh, because it's got, I mean, it's just stacked full of purification technology in it. Uh, but it's a relatively small footprint. So, you know, California, I've got one in my kitchen uh, and I have a very small kitchen in California, but it's where I put it. And um, here in Colorado, I have one in my basement. Yeah, it gives you uh, a pretty good, I've, I'm showing on screen, this kind of gives you a pretty good idea of what, you know, uh, 15, 20 years ago, we bought, <laughs> you know, people would get Culligan or whatever those services, right? And they would bring the big, plastic jugs out to you that they'd put in my aunt and uncle still do that yeah, yeah. it's about that size i mean it's yeah. not it's not really that that yeah. different than that right you um, know go ahead and Mike. the one segment of this that I, I mean i would just love and i don't know maybe it's already happened and i'm just naive to it but i'm wondering like a company like flow water partnering with all the big refrigerator manufacturers to actually have good filtered water come out of my because if through i mean through all my entire life uh, that I can remember at least, I've always gotten water from the fridge. That is just where I have gone for water, right? From that dispenser. And, you know, in my adult life, even after I replace the filter, like I don't taste any difference. I don't know if that's maybe just, I don't think they do much. At least the ones, you know, that I have, the tiny mm -hmm. ones, they're, they're probably pretty similar to one of the really small, like picture carbon things. I don't even know what's in there, but I would love to have that type of filtration in my refrigerator, because number one, it's already a appliance I have. And, you know, we're in the process right now of buying new appliances. And I'm like, man, if one of them had a really advanced water filtration that was a lot better, I would pay more for that refrigerator. Would that you? Like, oh, yeah. Easy, easy sell for me if it was from a brand that I kind of knew. Like if I, okay, so now that yeah. I know about flow water, I know the details. Man, if that's integrated into a fridge... You know, I'm already buying it. It doesn't take up more space. I'm limited on counter space. I don't have space in my kitchen for the big unit, right? But my fridge is already there and that's where I go to get my water. That's where my kids get their water. Um, we rarely ever get, the only thing we use the faucet for is to fill our coffee machine, right? Mike, that's the only time. Mike, what if yeah, it was it's a probably the only time I drink out of that faucet. Mike, what if it was a flat unit though? That So instead of, because like... My only concern is like that why they don't they shouldn't put iPads or or tablets into phone or into fridges because the fridge outlasts the OS right and so I'd yeah. be a little worried about mixing the two but Raz what about a flat unit that would go behind the fridge and be so the water would come into that do its filtration and then go back oh that's not bad be like right before the fridge that's top. even that's even easier yeah. you could retrofit yeah. your fridge that would be huge if I could retrofit my fridge with something behind it. Jim, I think you're on there. There you go. I don't know. Man. Have you guys <laughs> that is about that? Uh, not actually not that specific application, Jim. I'll tell you, not not the building in kind of a point of entry behind the fridge. We have thought about under the sink, mm -hmm. uh, and we've yeah. done some kind of early development mm -hmm. of building something that's under the sink, so that when you go to fill from the sink. Mm -hmm. You're getting flow water. Flow water is always coming out of the sink, for example. Mm -hmm. We have done some very preliminary work, and we do have in the plans to ultimately make flow water filters for your fridge years out. Um, so, you know, I think tied to that a little bit is if we can take kind of this technology that's in the 7X and figure out how to compress it into one of these smaller fil fridge filters. All of the research that I've heard, I'd be curious, Mike, your perspective on this, but if you needed to change it every two months instead of once a year, would you be glad to do that if you knew it was dispensing something far superior to whatever you got in your fridge filter? 
Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a family that we do. And, and maybe, I don't know what the timing is like that green or red dot at the top of my fridge that tells me I need to change it. We follow it. Right. And so we just, we order new filters and we replace it. And so, you know, whatever it meant as far as filters being changed, I'm already doing that in the first place. And I just feel like I don't notice a difference. Like, I'm like, is this really in this filter? I don't, I don't know. You know, and, I, oh. and it might be due to the fact that I go with the cheap knockoff brands off Amazon. <laughs> you know, I get those filters because they come faster in a day and I can just get them in there quick. Um, that's probably why. But if I knew the technology was in there was actually as robust as like your big system, that would, that would make a difference for me. And like I said, I 99% of the time I'm getting water and my whole family is the same way. We just, we go to the fridge. Actually, our main driver for getting a new fridge, our fridge isn't fully broken yet, but that dispenser stopped working a little while ago, and then it, it's driving us absolutely insane. Oh, we, have like a, we have an ice maker on our on our counter, and it's driving us nuts to have to like use the ice. <laughs> we just it's funny those things you get used to, yeah. um, and just the convenience of it, and and I think you know a lot of people too are the same way. That's, the fridge is where they go for the water. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, uh, eliminating and and in fact, you saw a couple of things in the chat. One question was about sparkling water. We don't we don't yet do sparkling water, but um, part of the reason for that is it's complicated to actually do an insane purification process and add sparkling into it. It's really easy to take crummy water and make it carbonated, hmm. um, and then it's hard to go through a super purification system and then also carbonated as well. So that's one. Two is that uh, the process of carbonation also makes the water more alkaline. So one of the things that we're thinking through is how do we make sure that we kind of keep the alkalinity component of a carbonated water. It's one of the reasons why carbonated water is not necessarily so great for your teeth. Uh, I like it as well, but it's not so great for your teeth because of the more acidic nature to it. Uh, so that's something that we have in the dev queue. Uh, in fact, I have a product dev meeting tomorrow. So I'm making notes along <laughs> the way of, hey, like we should make sure that we just keep surfacing these items. And then um, uh, there's one other uh, thing that I was going to go back to. Oh, someone mentioned clean ice as well. That so would be huge, Mike, yeah. Mike, I mean, your point about the the friction, though, it's, it's no joke. I mean, this is where, you know, you could look at um, – like sometimes we'll go in and we'll talk to someone that's like the CFO of a company and they've got these water coolers, these black box water coolers. And, and, and they'll be like, look, like, you know, like I pay 70 bucks a month for this. Like who cares? All water is the same. Like you can fill up a cup. And at the same time, they're also kvetching about how much bottled water or soda or coffee that they're going through, that they're providing to their employees just as an amenity. They're just grabbing and going. And when you actually dig into the research on it and you ask a, a consumer, well, hey, why don't you just use that like old school black box water cooler? We've all seen them. They're like literally black boxes and it has like a push button, right? For hot and cold. Uh, people don't use them because they're slow and they're made for cups. So if like, for example, early in this business, I, I would go to Google, which is right down the road from where we started the company. I would go to Google and I would just sit there I mean, I, I got a pass. I didn't just show up at Google and sneak in, <laughs> you know, but just like you don't, just like you guys don't violate interstate rules and ship beer to each other. Of course. Collectible cans. Right, right. Collectible yeah. cans. I saw that comment. <laughs> so I would just go and watch people at Google and Google had like 30 different, I don't know, 30, probably a dozen different types of packaged water. And then they had like the, you know, variety of like 
water on tap and then they had water fountains and then they had water water coolers and what i learned in that was that and then i would talk to people after like hey why'd you grow that why didn't you just grab out of the the the, the water cooler and refill and they're like oh it takes too long it takes like 35 seconds to fill my vessel and i'm not going to wait 35 seconds and you know those little pieces of friction so like when we talk about how do we solve for things that change consumer behavior uh talking about like friction and the impetus to get a new uh fridge and the friction of like filling up an ice maker right well it's kind of amazing how many places and you you all see this i mean if you're in it or you're in tech a fraction of a second on a checkout page could be the difference between a great uh take rate and a horrible take rate right mm-hmm. so uh we look at ways of how do we remove friction and make things easier so for example that flow water refill station you see right there has a preset fill size button you hit a 750 ml your bottle will be filled in under 10 seconds and it will be on demand. You will never have any latency. We could do 50 back-to-back-to-back fills, which is why every ounce of that space inside there is being utilized. But some of it is creating a cool brand around it that people remember and they like and they trust. You know, it's a little bit like the beer label. I mean, not to like tie all this back, but so many parallels between what beer has done uh, for packaging and labeling and branding and story and affinity uh, translate into water in many ways. Uh, but then it's also, you know, it's also how easy do you make it? Like, how do you eliminate the things that are super annoying that cause you not to use something? And a water fountain's the same way. Uh, people didn't like water fountains before the pandemic. Now they're absolutely disgusting. Like, I, I have yet to see a water fountain not taped off post pandemic. And that's one of the areas our business is exploding, of course, is anywhere there was a water fountain. If you want to have something that's touchless, we have a foot pedal that goes on these as well as mm. a very inexpensive add-on uh, where you don't have to touch anything. You just put the bo- uh, bottle under. And we also have a sensor that we're going to be launching later this year as well. So uh, now, yeah, Raz, I think we're, we're gadget guys. You should have voice integration in that with it as well. Hey, fill my bottle or give me 50 hey, ounces of water. We're working with Microsoft. Microsoft. We're actually working with uh, Microsoft and Azure Sphere oh, good. for an IoT uh, connected device. And so that's going to go in the product development meeting tomorrow, good. Jim. The, yeah. the, the topic the topic called self-directing right. what you want filled. Right. Yeah, because post-pandemic, people don't even want to touch anything. <laughs> you know, it's funny. and I've gone in a couple times in the last couple of weeks just to we're trying to slowly restart our office. And like everybody's just hands in their pockets, like, you know, six feet from each other, kind of walking around like, and then people are going through doors with their shoulders and we have the foot things on the doors, you know, so you don't even have to touch it. Nobody wants to touch anything. And so the, the, you know, it's, it's funny. We couldn't get anybody to clean the kitchen uh, pre pandemic. And now, you know, when everybody's done, they're wiping everything (laughs) down like, I don't know how long that's going to last, but man, that would, I think that'd be a great thing to just say, Hey, Hey, uh, flow water, give me 50 ounces of water. And the thing just, you know, that'd be, yeah. And I, I think there's, there's, you know, especially for your different segments of your market, right. But for probably some of the higher disposable income markets, I think convenience and aesthetics, right? Like make it super convenient make it something I can tell all my friends the really cool stuff that's in my, you know, water thing. Right. Cause like, you know, those yeah. types of people, like, you, you know, you want, you want to like talk about it, right. You want to talk about, Ooh, taste this water. It's really good. And then aesthetics, right. I want this, I want this to blend right in. I almost don't want to notice it's there, 
um, but but it have it be there. At yeah, least that's if you know. If you ship me one, I'll put it right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think that's those are the types of things. And so, like I was when you mentioned the under the sink one, you know, because my faucets, the one you mentioned, doesn't have a screw top, right? So I yep. can't put it there. But under the sink, convenient. It's just there whenever I turn it on, and the aesthetics are great, right? And the approval factor from the wife is high because she doesn't even notice anything. So like all of those, I think are. Are great. Yeah. I'm excited to see your your um, countertop model too. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's 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 um it's going to be a fun project. We're actually going to do some. We're we're debating, kind of going back to the cool factor comment. I, I had a, I, I hosted kind of company wide an ideation session yesterday. Normally we just do a monthly huddle and there's an agenda and there's speakers and which is all fine. I mean sometimes I'm the speaker, which I'm sure is annoying after years of hearing you know, me speak. So yesterday what we did was something a little different. We shook it up and really kind of came up with an ideation session. One of the ideas that came up a couple of times, which I thought was so good was kind of doing artist rendition series of like flow waterizing your countertop or flow waterizing your refill station. So like those polycarbonate panels that are on there, we also have white ones. We also have charcoal ones that are really muted you know, so it kind of fits in decor, but several people came up with this cool idea of well, like, Hey, let's go commission. Like, you know, maybe the, they're, you know, pick your favorite genre of artists and, um, go create something so that it has like a little bit of, of, of extra kind of sex appeal to it. Yeah. Uh, and same for the, the, the countertop unit at home. So, uh, we're looking into some of those things. So I, I think you nailed it though, is the convenience, the aesthetics, the way that we kind of, uh, break it down is trust and taste. So like that's from the water perspective, but then when you get it into the consumer household, like what is the water, what does the brand have to represent? World's best tasting water, world's most trusted water, just over and over again. That's what we resonate. But then once you get into the home in particular, you know, convenience aesthetics, convenience aesthetics, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that. I'd love to see, again, just since we're ideating here with some ideas, (laughs) you know, we always like to see the difference it's making. So like the water coming in and the water coming out, I get some kind of like metric purified it this much or, you know, something along those lines, because we're all data nerds. Like, you know, we, we obsess about space on hard drives and, you know, how many gigahertz the processor is and how much RAM that I have. So it'd be interesting to have some, you know, to think through, because I always think, man, I'd love to know, because that's a bragging point, <laughs> right? That's well, like, it's that, it's that right? counter that you see that's like, how many bottles of water has this water fountain saved? Oh, you know, yeah, have you seen that counter yeah, like yeah. on those things? Like I see them all the time. I think that's super cool. Like at Creighton, where I went to college, they had those all over campus. This, this fountain alone has saved this many water bottles from ending up in landfills. I always thought that was a cool little metric. We're metric people here. Yeah. No, we are, this audience, Raz, this audience obsesses about that. Oh, he lost him. Shoot. He'll come back here uh, in just a second. Mike, while we're getting Raz back, just a reminder, uh, Hydrate 20, it's on the video right down at the bottom. Hydrate 20, all one word there. And uh, and the, the address is drinkflowwateratthome.com. Raz, we lost it for just a second, but we ran the promo for you down below there on the video while you were gone. Hopefully we'll get you, we'll get your video and audio back. Are you back with us? Can you hear us? Well, we'll, we'll like actually dropping out while, while he's figuring out his kids are probably playing. What's that new game that all the kids are playing? Mike, what are you Valheim? Valheim. Yeah. I bet his kids are playing Valheim right now. 
I'm, I bet that's what's happening. So Mike, while we get roused back, any, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I love, like, I love this ideation thing at the end here, as far as me too, this could be a super nerdy thing to have. Like I'd love to have this, uh, at the, underneath my sink. Well, Sorry, and- no, no worries. I no got, worries. I got kicked. I got kicked off my Wi-Fi network. So I apologize. <laughs> it happens. It happens, Russ. We were. I was asking Mike a little bit. Hey, what do you think? What, 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 what? His his initial impressions of this. Yeah, and and I said I really like the kind of the, the ideas we've been going through. And I, what I like about this is that I honestly didn't know that the water purified water, all the water industry, was something that people were trying to come in and really make a big difference in. Right? I thought, okay, well, there's filters. People are just it's it's, it's a status quo. So that's what I loved about this conversation was hearing all the different ways and and hearing you know all the different products you guys have on your horizon. It's it's changing, right? And these things are going to get better. They're going to get more mm-hmm. convenient. They're going to be you know and. I didn't know all the stats either. I I didn't admit this early on, but I am I'm, I have a bad habit of grabbing a lot of bottled water on the go because we do a lot of road trips down to the farm, uh, constantly doing bottled water in there. I do take a big I take a big jug, but then we grab those on the go to refill the jug, and uh, never thought anything of it really. And my my family, like my, uh, my when I was a kid, like we did a lot of bottled water. It was kind of like the on the go kind of thing. I think it was more of a uniform taste thing for us. Like it just yep. kind of like wherever you went, you knew what your Dasani or whatever all those yep. tasted like. Uh, but so so very interesting to hear the stats, Jim. I liked your idea, Raz. I don't know if you caught it. So we were talking about. Um, I love and and Jim loves. Jim brought this up, like metric tracking. So any sort of like, hey, it, it went in like this, it came out like this. This is how much got purified. Or I love those counters that are like, you know. This is how many water bottles were saved by this machine. We we love the sort of metric tracking, and that would be really cool to see. The brag factor. I think we lost him again. I think we lost him again. I, I think don't know. we did. It's okay. You you back, Raz? You with us? Well, I you know I I just I just switched networks, so I it's kind of this is going to be a great idea. I have a feeling because <laughs> I've now missed it twice. So so there's some like forces that are trying to yeah. keep me away from this breakthrough. You have to so go back and me- listen to it. No, the idea is just some metrics I, I around bottle saved. Yeah, bottle bo- saved. Bottle saved, some kind of filtration. Just those bragging numbers, right? I mean, yeah. we, do, we all do this ourselves. You know, I got 80 terabytes of storage in my network and, you know, some of those kinds of things. So. Yeah, that's a good idea. The gamification on it ends up mm-hmm. being being um, a real behavior driver. On the refill station, there actually is a bottle counter. Okay. So, you know, and sometimes I it's so funny. I mean, I've now been looking at the thing for eight years. You know, we're on our fifth generation of it, but so it's improved, but that bottle counter is still there. And I sometimes forget the impact of that. And sometimes we'll go into school districts where they'll have like eight different schools and each school has three or four flow water refill stations. And they've kind of created their own competition where they're like trying to save the number of bottles or drink more water. This is why, like what I get, I've got two daughters that are uh, 17 and 19. So, So my daughters, Royce and Zoe were 10 and 11 a nine and 10, actually, when I, when I co-founded Flowwater. And one of the reasons that I got excited about this, uh, there were several, but one of them was, you know, I take them to soccer practice. Um, and then after, and this is in the Bay. I mean, this is like not my heartland where I grew up, Ohio, which like, I, I feel like I grew up on Twinkies and Cokes and <laughs> like, 
in the bay they're you know they're it's yeah, like yeah. something K- bougier it's than it's kale, yeah, yeah. no it's not kale it's like chips. sugar it's like sugared kale though it's like it's still the same junk food it's just like bougier than twinkies right i don't right, think my right. kids even knew what a twinkie was right. till like two years ago so uh, twinkie my, my, wrapped in rice <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right so you know what what is cool about this bottle counter and kind of going back, but to the impetus to like even me getting in this mission was uh, changing consumer behavior. You know, and I typically like, I, you know, I, I, I often talk to my sales organization that kind of fab selling like feature advantage benefit, which is kind of everything we all grew up with probably or learned or was classically trained around feature advantage benefit selling. I think is very dead, you know, and, and what I think is in the world now is really outcomes. I mean, behavioral outcomes or changed behavior. And so when we drop into flow water refill station, we'll actually see consumers drink two to five times more water than they were before. Like, so we'll do pre post data on this. So we'll like take measurements on their water consumption 30 days before flow water unit, for example, we drop the flow water in. We're not changing anything else. Like we're not ripping anything out. If they're selling bottled water or they're giving bottled water away for free, we say leave it in there and just see what happens organically after we put a flow water refill station in. And 30 days after, we'll see a 50% reduction in soda and coffee consumption, mm. totally voluntarily. And then we'll see a two to five-fold increase in hydration. And I think one of the things that drives that too, just going back, is this counter, like seeing the number, like I'll even kind of subconsciously look and be like, oh, I got to do like 300 this week. Like that's how much I got to, I got to drink. Like this is the new metric. So you're right. Once we tie that to the phone, like, I think what will be really interesting from a data perspective though, will be um, when you look at tying like water consumption to your app. And then you tie that into like work and productivity or your watch and like sleep. Someday you're going to be able to tell your level of hydration and how it positively affects sleep or business performance or your sick days. Um, and so there's kind of a big data to water too, which it might sound, um, I don't know, I don't think it sound ridiculous to this audience, but you know, it might sound a little ridiculous to some, but the reality is like, this is like one of the, I mean, this is water ends up being one of the basic necessities of life. 70 to 80% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. So what if we were to actually get people hydrated again? Like what would happen to ADHD or performance or sick days or obesity and satiety has a huge impact on hydrate, you know, being dehydrated makes you hungrier because you're not getting enough water and you're getting water through food. It's not a very efficient way to get water, but that's one of the ways. So those are actually inextricably linked. And so I actually think this idea of kind of big data around water and tying it down to the device level and tracking it with metrics will end up being pretty fascinating in terms of what we learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just think about as I get close to the device, syncs with my watch, it gets that information in, it knows. I mean, there's just so many things you can do with that to think, as you said, the gamification of it. And I, I get the some of the most positive results I've had have been around where I've tracked it, you know, and then you're just like, okay, that like I'm, I'm getting there. I'm trying to do a little bit better each and every day. So no, that's, that's pretty great. Well, Raj, we have, we've taken a bunch of your time. Anything we missed? That I you, think we, I think we covered it all. We got it. Okay. I think we did it. I think we, yeah, I, yeah you guys, you guys are a lot of fun. This is, this is the most fun I've oh, had good. on a good. podcast. Well, uh, if we, video if we, cast. If, so thank if you. We, 
if we invited you back at some point to... yeah of course absolutely right. I'd, I'd love to do this in person do you guys ever in like not like in normal normal times do you ever do these together <laughs> i mean i assume you guys are neighbors right well we live he lives mike lives across town so that's 30 well, that's minutes what I meant by neighbors, yeah, but... out of town right and i think uh, we've only podcasted together once <laughs> And we maybe a couple times a year we get together, right? Mike? Well, the I mean, thing we maybe? joked about too was yeah. okay, so we <laughs> met right when we started, like we randomly we met up, I think, for lunch. And then from that point, we podcasted together for three to four, three years, I think, had never seen each other in person. And we, we met up in DC when we were <laughs> both out there for work. Like we live in the same town, but it took both oh of us gosh. being in DC oh, for work to, uh, that, to actually be is, together. But yeah, that is posted, hysterical. Well, I, I, thought, I posted a picture and he was like, Hey, are you in DC? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I know we don't do this in Omaha, but you know, we should, we should yeah. yeah. So now when we hilarious. hang out, it's not podcast related. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, just hanging out. Raz, just just a reminder: if folks want to try it, this is probably the best way to do it, right? There's the flow water on the go. You can order a pack. Yep. You've got the Hydrate Twenty that you can use to get twenty percent off. Drink flow water at home.com if you want to give it a try and and kind of taste it without having to do. And then uh, don't forget, I'm giving away two of the uh, the faucet. Just remember, if you have one of those pull down, it doesn't work, and so it needs to have the one where you can uh, kind of screw that filter into it. And we'd really love, I'd just love to provide them for folks where you feel like your water might be suspect. So we want to give that a try, get that in there. We'll get some feedback from you, some of those kinds of things. So if you're interested in that, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. I'll just ship it to you free of charge. You can give it a try, take a couple pictures and get it back to us. Raz, thanks for coming on. Jim and Mike, pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks for your audience and and both of you enjoyed enjoyed it very much thank we, you we great enjoyed it you. as well have a great evening great. uh right. and and thanks for coming out appreciate it thanks again guys take care, take care. You bet. bye-bye jim i love your refrigerator retrofit idea ah. if that comes out i would for sure be a purchaser yeah. of that. like yeah. that is because i don't know like for me it's just that's where i go for my water right? i think it, it always depends on where people go to get their water like i said going back to convenience right and for us that's the fridge man if, if that could be the source of it I didn't even think about your idea of just like strapping something to the back. I'm thinking of like integrating it into the fridge. Well, having it just be the inlet of the water. That's, that's yeah. genius. He, he's got a point in the sense that replacing those filters is the hard part. And if it creates friction to have to pull that fridge out every six months or every year to, repl- to replace those filters, you know, the filters aren't very big. We showed pictures of them here during the yeah. last show. You know, it's kind of a standard. It's like the size of a beer can, maybe a little bit. Right. Maybe a little bit taller, but they seem uh, they seem about this round. You could get that behind your fridge. Now, not everybody's fridge. Like some have super hyper built in fridges that you don't have that space, and maybe you know. But I was thinking, you know, something that could go somewhere close. Uh, Jim Shoemaker in the chat room was saying, you know, something like, uh, you know, I'd even Mike my the line for my fridge comes up from the basement, so the water comes. It's tapped. Yes, yeah, on here. a line from the basement. Yep. So I could take a unit, attach it to the wall and run it up that way or run, you know, that there's, you know, if you're going to run it, maybe there's a situation, if I'm going to run it to the sink, you don't want to replumb for this. That's the, that's the problem, right? That's, there's a friction moment right. if you're having to replumb for it. So um, I'm, I'm going to watch these guys for either that. I wouldn't do, I don't, I wouldn't do a desktop or a, a, a countertop one. I would love an under the counter because that's where the space is. I want to hide it. Yep. Well, you now, know? yeah, the aesthetics is is the other part too, right? Like, and I didn't just mean design on the front of the unit. It's more of just right. like it needs to kind of blend in, 
right? right. Not right. not really. Or look super cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Looks... Or be like a centerpiece, right? right? If it's a centerpiece, and maybe they're getting to that point with the uh, with the artwork or something. Yeah. Um, Joe has a good comment. He says maybe the countertop could just sit next to the fridge, and you just like set it next, you know, on the counter next to the fridge, and it it could come in, provide water there and through the fridge. Something yeah. like that, you know, it just kind of depends on habits. I'm not, I don't go to the fridge for, for the water. I go, we have a pitcher and I just pulled the pitcher out. You know, I'd love something. Does your refrigerator here. have the option right now? Or do you guys just not even go? We do. No, we yeah. do. We do. But like just, you, that filter gets all gummed up and those filters are crappy. That's, actually, what I, that's what I was saying. So like, if you could just, if they retro. could even break into retrofit or even better, like yeah. go all out and try and get into the assembly line of the LGs and the, you know, Whirlpool, whoever, I don't know what other brands. Yeah. Make. I can't imagine there's that many sizes to those filters. They, to mine looks like a car oil filter. That's, you know, and you just, it's a quarter twist backwards and the thing yep. pops out. Right. Mine yeah. actually kind of looked like their filters that they had. Okay. Yeah. Mine's like that cylindrical, very skinny. It's got a little nipple on the top, beer right? Can. Yeah, kind of beer can. Like well, two two beer cans. Long. Yeah, like two beer cans. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. height-wise, yep. And ours yeah. is like below our fridge. I don't know if that's where yours is. And so it's like under the fridge, you just unscrew No, ours is inside the fridge. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the water is cold. It, it chills the water in the f- filter. And then as you go, because it, you know, filter holds about a cup, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, it's definitely a space ripe for, for um, you know, disruption in this area, and you know, it's it's kind of cool. Like that, I want one. Of the, I want one of the big units. <laughs> you know, that just you looks cool. The water down there. Yeah, I. I have a just, in your basement too, because you would need a. <laughs> there's a spot right. See, I have that curtain right here. Yep. There's this spot right there for it, Raz. Just saying, we could we could do, we could we could make a deal. Um, Mike, we haven't podcasted. Uh, I skipped last week, by the way. Thanks for to everybody who gave me the week off. Appreciate you guys doing that. Nobody got mad at me or sent me an email. It was really, it was really needed. I just had a very long week, and I think I, I think I pinged you on Tuesday. And I was yeah, like, I'm, I'm not doing it. I knew rarely ever do that. So I was I like, know. it must be a stressful week for you. It was going to just be a crazy week. You're coming off a little bit of vacation as well. I think yeah. next week we should probably talk a little unraid because we've had an ungrade an unraid upgrade in there the process. Happened. Yeah. Been working on getting John back from unraid. So we'll have uh, those conversations. Um, I'm sure we got a bunch of any, got any other gadget stuff to any new stuff that you've tried over the last couple of weeks or. Uh, not gadgets, but we have been, it's actually pretty fun. I posted out in the discord and a few people joined. Uh, we started just a fun little Valheim, uh, oh, yeah. server. so, um, let's me, talk about that. Cause my kids are all into that. Let's right talk now. about it. No, right. next week, next okay. week. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about next week, but just if you're real quick, if you want to go out to the discord, uh, you can get the invite if you already know what we're talking about. Otherwise we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, but we do have our own dedicated server that's hosted on my own red box. Nice. Yeah. So theaverageguy.tv slash discord. If you want to get that information there, um, some really good conversations going on this week. I apologize. I have not been able to keep up with many of them, but you guys don't seem to care. <laughs> it seems like they're going on just fine. So, I love know. it. It's like, yeah, they're just awesome conversations. I'm the same way. I've been extremely busy. I have even my own personal discord. I've been neglectful of. So, yeah, well, we're going to talk about it in the future. I've gone from a series. I've gone from the cyber truck to the series three to now the Y. Oh, that's kinda, really? That's, that's kind of, well, I don't know. We'll see. 
like I'm waiting to see what kind of federal incentives kick in. Like I don't yeah. have to do anything right now. So I'm just kind of waiting to see. And if that happens, I'm going to pounce. Like if that money becomes available, I'm taking whatever I can get my hands on from, from that perspective. I'll get, if I don't get the cyber truck, I'll get that money back. Uh, and so, um, yeah, that's kind of been, that's been my thought. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, watching a lot of YouTube videos and just like, mm, okay, uh, John, uh, John Biggs got his uh, Tesla delivered and he got the Y. And of course, Dwayne, you, know, you missed Dwayne uh, Robinson uh, two weeks ago. He's got a Model 3 or Series 3, Series 3, right? That's a few, hasn't he? Or maybe uh, he just had- No, I think it's his first Tesla. Okay. Yeah, first Tesla. Uh, his, if you didn't listen, you got to go back. He, he nearly burned his RV down. To he, listen, Dwayne has did not have the best 2020. Like on top of the pandemic, all kinds of things went wrong. Did you ever see that old movie from the 80s called The Money Pit, where they buy this house no. and everything kind of breaks? Dwayne's had that kind of year. Oh, just, I gotta go back and listen to it. Yeah, everything that has gone wrong went wrong. And you know what's great is he was in great spirits. It had been a year. It had almost been a full year. I think we talked to him in February of 2020, so pre-pandemic, so to speak. And uh, uh, it's just a, you know, he moved. They completely had to redo the house. He's had some uh, patio problems. He has a pool now, which is always a disaster. The RV nearly burned down. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, not funny. But he tells it pretty funny. So you might, if you if you missed uh, 482, that's Dwayne Robinson. And it's always good to be with Dwayne. We had a good time hanging out with him. Uh, speaking of that, you can hang out with us every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Big thanks uh, again to our Patreon subscribers. Appreciate you guys uh, for all that you do uh, for your, your pledge of $5 or more. And uh, just kind of helps keep uh, keep things around here kind of moving and shaking. So appreciate that. Maybe they'll even pay for a a, a, a new you know a new flow a new flow water. water's full system, huh? Yeah, you never know. So appreciate you guys and uh, uh, in, in all that you do and and uh, supporting the show in all the ways that you can. Mention the Discord group, theaverageguy.tv/discord. Um, don't forget, you can still leave us a message. And this is something, Mike. I'm going to really work on this spring and summer. We'd like to get your voice on this call. So leave us a message. The easiest way to do that, homegadgetgeeks.com. There's a little microphone in the right-hand corner. It's over there in the right-hand corner when you get there. And uh, leave us a 30-second message. It can be anything. We just love to hear from you. If you got a question, if you have a comment, if you want to leave a Baba Booey, any of those things that are there, you can do that as well. Homegadgetgeeks.com. You can send me me an email. If you want to get in on these flow uh, uh, on these flow water, like again, I've got two of them here, and we kind of want to hear the story. I mean, I want to hear like how bad is your water, and uh, and you know, will how how well will a sixty dollar device work for you? It's got a filter in it, brand new. I'll ship those uh, to you, United States only. But send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Love to ship that out to you. And uh, by the way, Patreon helps with that as well. Helps pay the shipping on those things. So appreciate you guys. Don't forget uh, Home Gadget Geeks, uh, both web and media hosting, or the average guy.tv, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Christian has plans that start as little as $10 a month for some pretty rocking uh, services. So uh, check it out, maplegrovepartners.com. Don't forget the average guy.tv slash Coinbase as well. 
Mike, I'm hearing just just before we go, I'm hearing all these crazy rumors of Bitcoin going to 150,000, and that just <laughs> seems ridiculous. But then when we were talking about this in 2018, did you ever think we'd hit 60? Yeah, no. <laughs> I, nothing's out of the realm of possibilities. Now, I, there's just the one thing that I have learned in the last few months is because it happens with like if you get into penny stocks at all or though like the small cryptos or even big cryptos like Bitcoin, it's just like right now it's like nothing's unattainable. It's like we're going, it's everything's to the moon, right? And like diamond hands, and like everything has that mentality right now. Um, so you know, I think everyone's just excited. I, I don't think it's out of possibility. I definitely don't think that, but I, I think you know I'm hearing that in certain circles. It's which it's doing it. I just I remember when we had Edward on the first time and Bitcoin was at two hundred and sixty-four dollars. Yeah. Two hundred and sixty-four dollars the first time we had him on here. And I remember him saying something about, you know, ten thousand or twenty thousand or something like that. I was like, You're crazy. You know, that's what I thought. Don't tell it guys, don't tell Edward I said that. Because <laughs> he's a good friend. But he was crazy. No, apparently not. Like no. and but you know, and then so you're like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? So then it dips and, every, and there's all these people, oh, it's going to go, it's going to go. And you're like, you're crazy. Well, it did. Now, th- this is the hard part. Is three times a charm? Like nobody knows. You just don't right. know, right? You just, you can't. So there's no thesis to reference here, don't right? There's no, just, yeah, no, no there's history well, to it. There, even I mean, in the market, all... even in the market, we can't predict these things. So stop trying. This is not financial advice. We're not telling you what to do. I'm just saying it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. Check out theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase if you want to jump in. At least, again, just learn about it. Use it to learn. Don't, and you, you can trade if you want. So. Well, we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv live. If you're listening live, we'll do a short little post show. With that, we'll say goodbye.